Good morning and happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. It is May 17th, 2023. We start out today in Psalm 62. You know, three times in this psalm is the statement that God is my rock. There are other descriptors. God is my salvation. That's twice. My fortress, twice. My refuge, twice. But God is my rock is three times. So it, there's obviously the emphasis on that. When I think of a rock, I think of a couple of things. A firm foundation from which I can stand on. An anchor to keep me from wandering. Rock here to me implies something steady, unmoving, protective. It's a good song for when you're feeling lost. Kind of centers you back. Then we go back to New Testament. We're in John 9, verse 35. So we're still in the story of the blind man who was given sight by Jesus. Continues, that story continues. Jesus finds him and asks if he believes in the Son of Man, whom he has seen and is speaking to you. Immediately the man said he believed. Jesus then said to him and to all around that he has come to give sight to the blind and to, quote, show those who think they see that they are blind. These, to me, are those who find that what they think is righteous in themselves and not in God. They're blinded to the truth and will participate in mental gymnastics to attempt to validate their self-righteousness. But they're always going to fail because they are in darkness. Anyway, of course, some Pharisees heard them. I think this was by design. And Jesus called them out on their self-righteousness. Quote, you remain guilty because you claim you can see. And then we go to John 10, which begins with Jesus saying that those who cheat are a thief and a robber, but those who follow the rules are welcome where they're supposed to be. He, he said this using an illustration of a stranger versus a shepherd of sheep. He says that he is the gatekeeper for the sheep, and that all that come through me, this is a quote, will be saved. A thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. His purpose is to give rich and satisfying life, Jesus's purpose. He then refers to himself as, quote, the good shepherd, noting he will sacrifice his life for the sheep. It's interesting here, during this, I guess you could say, speech, Jesus says that he will sacrifice his life. He says it four times. Now, half the people thought he was crazed, demon-possessed. Others, though, who, in my opinion, use the gift of observation, they ask questions. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? They were looking for the truth. Again, to kind of build a little bit on yesterday, asking questions is a good thing. 
Now we go over to the Old Testament now in Ruth. Ruth 3. This continues with Naomi trying to ensure that Ruth has a rich life of her own. She encourages Ruth to go to Boaz, noting he is a close relative of hers. Well, she says that, that Boaz is a close relative of ours, but I think it's important to note that Ruth is not blood-related to Boaz, because remember, Ruth is a Moabite. And Naomi is essentially encouraging Ruth, in my opinion, to seduce Boaz. That would be the path to a good life for Ruth. Anyway, that's my take. Naomi obviously has seen how Boaz has noticed Ruth and wants to build on that before it fades, if it fades. Again, that's my take. But I think Boaz feels that Ruth would be better off with a younger man. But if that doesn't work out, he says he'd marry her himself. I, when I first read that, I, I, th I think that that was just sort of like a statement of self-encouragement. So think of Top Gun. Um, when Viper, uh, they're handing out um, mission um, uh, assignments towards the end of the movie, and he tells Maverick that you'll get your rear when you get there. And then he says, and, and if no one's there, come call me. I'll fly with you anytime. But Viper wasn't really going to go fly with Maverick, but it was a word of encouragement. That's, that's the way that I took the Boaz statement here. And maybe it's completely wrong. I may be the first one to compare Boaz with Viper and Top Gun. Anyway, Boaz certainly has shown zero signs of wanting to be improper with Ruth. The next morning, Ruth, who did go to Boaz, returns to Naomi before daylight so as to not promote rumors. Boaz gave her three scoops of barley so she did not return to her mother empty-handed. I think there's a significance with that, but it's lost on me. Now... Is Boaz really being virtuous, or is he reluctant because she's a Moabite? Ruth 4 explains that further. Boaz says to the young man that he had in mind for Ruth, that Naomi is selling the land that belonged to her late husband, and that the young man can buy it, but he is part of the deal. He must also marry Ruth, again, who's the Moabite widow, and, and Boaz points this out. The man was all in until that part of the deal. And he refuses. He says that it may endanger his own estate. And I guess that means that his land could end up in a foreigner's hand. Now, there's an interesting ritual here involving removing a sandal and handing it over. I guess it's a visual affirmation of a transaction. Now, this validated the transfer of, quote, redeemer rights to Boaz, as Boaz said that he would buy the land and marry Ruth. So he announces, therefore, he has purchased the land, including Ruth, so that this way she can have a son to carry on the family name of her dead husband and inherit the family property. So Boaz did all this with an altruistic heart. I'm not sure. Um, there's some to the story I don't think that I'm getting. But of course, the end part of this gets into genealogy. 
So Ruth had a son. This was Obed, who was the father of Jesse and the grandfather of David. And that might be the point of the story to talk more about the lineage of David, because then that's how Ruth ends, tracing David's lineage all the way back to Perez. And that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful middle of the weekday, Wednesday. Live today as if the king is coming back today. Mm -hmm.